Jim Abbott. Two runs single for Abbott. What a moment for Jim Abbott. Crowd with Jim Abbott every pitch of the way the last three Jim Abbott pitched in the major leagues throughout the 90s. It was improbable to say the least because there's a lot more to his story. Years before he was a major league pitcher, Jim Abbott was a regular kid in Flint, Michigan. It was in elementary school that he started to develop a real discomfort with being different. I remember instances of recoil from kids. They recoiled because they saw his birth defect. Jim's right arm ended at his wrist, so he was missing one hand. Some kids teased him. Back when he still used a prosthesis, they called him Captain Hook. When he could, Jim hid his right arm by burrowing it into his pocket. There were many moments of simple frustration. You know, I was in a classroom coloring something, and so I was writing with my left hand and trying to hold the paper on the desk with this prosthesis, and it ripped the paper, and I had worked really hard on it, and then all of a sudden it was torn. Art was difficult, but he loved to throw a rubber ball against a wall for hours. His dad taught him to quickly take off and put on his baseball glove so he could catch and throw with the same hand. But while he could handle a baseball, Jim still faced a daily challenge. I didn't know how to tie my shoes. I remember my parents tying my shoes for me and triple knotting them. It might seem small to the rest of us, but if Jim's shoe came untied at school, there was nothing he could do but ask for help. Just the kind of attention he dreaded and made him feel like an outsider. When Jim was in third grade, his teacher was Don Clarkson, a tall, charismatic man who had worked at NASA. One day, Mr. Clarkson pulled Jim into the hall and said, I figured it out. Jim wasn't sure what he meant, but Mr. Clarkson started untying his own shoes, and Jim followed suit. I think he put a film on for the rest of the kids in the classroom, and we sat outside sitting in, you know, those little small elementary school chairs. And he started working with the loops and the laces and working with one clenched fist. Apparently, Mr. Clarkson had used his evenings to invent a one-handed shoe-tying technique. And then I tried it, and then he did it again, and then I tried it, and then he did it again, until ultimately, you know, after probably a few days of practice, he could tie his shoes. For Jim, it was a lesson, one that would quietly reverberate through the rest of his life. A lot of people assign these labels to my baseball playing. You know, it's courageous and motivational, inspirational, and all these things. And so much of it was about generous, supportive people who believed that there was a way to do things a little bit differently. And Don Clarkson embodies that as much as anything that I can recall from my childhood. In the years to come, Jim's discomfort in the classroom was outweighed by the thrill of the field, the one place he could be like everyone else, or way better. Although I wanted to do well in sports, a lot of that ambition initially came from just wanting to fit in. He developed a deep love of baseball and a drive to excel. He could hardly believe it when his dream came true. He reached the major leagues. And he'll never forget how it felt when, one day in his first year with the Yankees, He did it! He did it! No-hitter for Jim Abbott! He pitched a no-hitter. To think that that could be you seemed almost impossible. Mobbed by his teammates. Jim had never been someone who wanted to stand out, but it's hard not to when you play baseball without a right hand. I didn't want to be the human interest story. As much as I tried to run away from those stories, it 
they persisted. But what also started happening was kids and families started to come to the ballpark. A lot of them missing a part of an arm or part of a hand or facing much different challenges and much more severe. Parents wanted their kids to see someone like them. Jim seemed like the perfect role model. We'd meet outside of a baseball clubhouse doorway, you know, in a a dark hallway, a corridor, and we'd have these encounters. In the dim light, Jim had to face the part of himself he'd rather hide, and he became a reluctant hero. He also noticed something. A lot of kids asked, how do you tie your shoes? So he'd get down on one knee, pick up his laces, and show them. Switching places with Don Clarkson. I'd be the tall one, I guess, in my baseball uniform, and, you know, it'd be a little boy, a little girl. Eventually, it became the first thing he did when he met a kid missing a limb, something that said more than words. I found a way, and they can do it too. I've been on one knee many times, you know, undoing my laces and tying them up again. Jim retired in 1999, but kids still send him letters and photos. You know, just in the past month, I've, I've heard of three or four different kids who I've communicated with over the years who are going on to play college baseball. And it's just part of a chain. It's not me. It's part of Mr. Clarkson. And hopefully it will continue to filter on down the line. And people will always believe in in more being possible than less. Jim's helped countless kids come to terms with their differences. But in his own life, he still grapples with missing a hand which is why finding himself back in a classroom for his daughter's preschool career day brought old insecurities to the surface. You know, I had every visual aid known to man. I had my gold medal. I had, you know, baseball cards, my baseball hat. But at the end of his talk, his daughter zeroed in on perhaps the most critical question and raised her hand. And I called on her, and she said there amongst her friends, Dad, do you like your little hand? You know, I didn't really know what to say. (laughs) I fought the temptation to put my hand in my pocket, and yeah, I said I did. The kindness Don Clarkson showed a young Jim Abbott was simple, but it stayed with him for decades, and now he's passing it on as best he can, one pair of shoelaces at a time. You're listening to Kind World. I'm Erica Lance. You can learn more about Jim Abbott and his autobiography, Imperfect and Improbable Life. Kind World lives at WBUR.org slash kindworld and in any podcast app you like, and on Facebook and Twitter. I hope you'll send me your own story, too. Just email kindworld at WBUR.org. Thanks for listening.